Entering players. Fahrenheit, Alex G, Jesse, Wayne. Co-op mode activated. You're listening to XP Hunter. Welcome back, Hunters. It's your friend of me, Lee, here. And we're here for another co-op mode. And we brought back uh, some of our favorite companions from the last uh, episode. And then we have a new one today. Uh, so because the issue is the dividing issue is not even just with ethnicity is that I was trying to explain this to someone. I was like, you know, what, regardless of that, someone's trying to argue with me that black people don't have a culture. But I was like, irregardless of who you are, where you are from, where your genes are from, human beings do not. Black people do have culture. We do. I'm yes. That, that was another conversation. But black people invented the remix. <laughs> Yes, and the thing is, like, I had to explain to someone, I and they still didn't believe me. I was just like, the thing with black people is that we're we're black and we live our lives. Like, it's not something that's like actively taught to us. It's not like with you know, you go to Chinese school or um, Jew, um, Hasidic school, Hebrew school, sorry, mm -hmm. Hebrew school, and they teach you this is your culture, this is this is that. It's like we're black people, we live yeah, our lives. Like, like I haven't personally celebrated Kwanzaa, but I know it's valid, and I'm I put stock in it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's I part of that black culture being living in extended family groups people say it's because we're poor it's like no like in africa you live in an extended family group like your mm -hmm. grandparents live with you maybe a cousin comes to live with you from another village like that's how you live and people think it's it's because white people kind of invented nuclear families because even in england and all those places before america was a thing like they lived in extended family groups or mm -hmm. you know because it was economical and it made sense keep your family close they can work the farm fun funny haha -ha. so because americans or white people who are american live in a nuclear family they see that as that's oh they're just poor they can't help but live with each other and i'm like no that's a conscious decision to stay to keep our family close because if you need help or something like your family's there you know it, it's safer to be with your family and so that's a part of our culture and that's something that like i mean my grandparents are, ha are a hassle so i'm like mm, let me Maybe you have to live in a house, like, uh, you know, an in-law annex outside. Like, we live in two separate houses because you're not going to make decisions in my house. But, you know, so the thing is, like, there, there are things that it's hard for us to just say this is black culture. Also, because a lot of parts of our culture are things that are internalized in America. And once it's internalized or embedded in America, everyone attributes it to white people. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, we taught them everything they know. Well, not everything. We taught them a lot of things they know. Mm -hmm. I think it's because we don't know our own history. Yeah. And it's been purposely... So one, it's been purposely not taught to us. And it also has been purposely done divided. Because, like, even myself, I've been learning more about, like, West Indians in America long before like the last century like when we think about West Indian migration we always think about the 60s up and the not realize like yeah that, like Marcus Garvey but then yeah. also to like even before that like you know there was like West Indian uh, immigration and stuff to the United States yeah. West Indians helped contribute to a lot of like the civil rights movement and things mm -hmm. like that like you know i think malcolm x's mom was like from grenada or something yeah they try to make, yeah. was, they try to make it seem like all the black people or um people of african descent who came here were slaves and i was like no yeah mm -hmm. and but they also like they breed this disunity and so like people feel like they don't want to learn about black history or black american history because mm -hmm. they feel like and even young people too because like even young black people don't think they think that we've always lived in the hood. We've always lived in the ghetto. We've always been low income. We've mm -hmm. always been on welfare mm -hmm. and not realize like those are newer things. Like mm -hmm. I had explained to someone, I was like, do you not realize like black people had universities? They were Supreme Court judges. They were, 
you know, they were on the House of Representatives. Like, like a like hot no one, second during Reconstruction, like, they were... Like, yeah, like, no one ever yeah. talks about Reconstruction. Like, we talk about slavery, and then we talk about, like, post, civil like, rights. the yeah. Civil Rights Movement. Exactly. You know, times when we didn't necessarily shine, we didn't necessarily do those things. And as a result, like, people have this view, both us and also two people on the outside that we don't do anything we don't contribute yeah. anything we're yeah. lazy we don't do this kind of stuff like i just tell someone i was like if it wasn't for slaves you wouldn't be an american citizen yeah and that's because people were born in the united states and did not have constitutional rights mm. and literally mm. and I, I think that's a one of the the issues the underlying issues that leads to stuff the internal struggles we have with with uh, ourselves even so uh at bnn boston neighborhood network which is a community access station in boston if you live in a city that has cable like verizon or rcn you have a community access station the fcc which regulates such things is kind of having a crackdown they kind of let comcast or a lot of cable companies have their way with the rules and so a lot of them might go the way of the dodo and i ask that anyone listening you support your community access um it doesn't have to be with money you don't have to donate money but donate your time uh tell your congress people that like, no you want to keep your community um, access channel available to everyone in your community but where i work um we uh i'm part of the social media team and we for black history month we were posting two people every day all over the you know across the technically the diaspora and we used hashtag um, um highlighting like we, we were saying highlighting blacks uh who have contributed to American society and someone messaged us one person messaged us and said oh well I think the use of the word blacks is like antiquated and old and someone might take offense and they were just kind of being snotty about it and so when I read it I, I read it a first. black commenter okay so um yeah I, yeah he's black he's light-skinned very light-skinned he's pescovy no he's very light <laughs> he's very light and he's a model and stuff and so uh, he he's actually a had a, a model he actually had a show here and uh for a while and i was reading it and i was like i don't know what he means and so the thing about it is that uh the definition of who we are even just as far as labels right like we were labeled black like white people created race you know black brown red yellow whatever but even coming down to the connotation of black when i say black people i mean people who are people of african descent who are born in america but to be honest blacks it are a con collective group of the, the african diaspora yeah that's what i think and of. Some i was, think of everywhere all the blacks i brought that up to my boss or my manager uh, the social media manager and I brought it up to uh, a guy who runs an organization to teach people about their uh, African culture in general and stuff and he was like we're all one people and I was like you know what it's really good for you to pay me that lip service but here's the thing growing up in high school I couldn't get a cave you couldn't catch a Cape Verdean saying they were black no and the thing is like it wasn't like they were saying Cape Verdean no, like we're weren't. a unique people we come from this place we do this they were just saying they weren't black and I was like everyone you know, the, the whole term, everyone wants to be a nigga, no one wants to be a nigga. And that's what it was. It was like, they were drawing this line in the sand. And I was like, until they want to step over that line, I'm not going to get black. They're from... Yeah. Cape Verde is in Africa. They're Portuguese. They're black. They're po yeah. But they won't say you that now. You know how now. many Cape Verdeans you meet that you don't even know they're Cape Verdean because they look African American because yeah. they're black. Exactly. They're black. But the thing is, like, but they they won't say that now. They say I'm black yeah. now because it's cool they to be black. Because it's cool, yeah, exactly. And that's what they really... want to do the the, the the Black Panther salute, the yes. Wakanda salute. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's that's my issue with uh, Africans, with Cape Verdeans. Uh, with people who uh, now coin themselves Afro-Latino. Well, I knew there's a, a large section of people who already did that before, but like now it's like, oh, I'm Afro-Latino. And I was like, since cool. when? Since, mm -hmm. since when? Tell yeah. me since when. I mean, obviously, genetically, they've always been Afro-Latino. I was like, but like, 
No, this still Latin America is very racist. When still. did it? Start? But on one level, we should be happy that people are coming. But to I'm not. But I'm not because are. they're not on our side. The second this goes down, the second that it's not beneficial to them, they're mm-hmm. gonna leave them. But oh well, actually, I'm part Portuguese and I'm part French, and you know, uh, like they're gonna make all these excuses yeah, to pass them. Yeah, from. I think, As like I when, when they about, show me, what about Black America? Depends on who you talk to, too, because I would say. Like, I met these two girls and everything, and they're Afro-Latina, and, like, they're from, like, Colombia. Like, straight up from Colombia, and they're here. And they feel, like, they don't even feel, like, the Latina part, mostly. They feel like they're just Black people who speak Spanish. Mm. And I think, like, because they didn't grow up in the American context, and they are new to the American context, for them it's different versus when you have people who have grown up in the American context or have like been influenced by like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans and things like that, where it's like they grown up in proximity or close to that and things like that. And so therefore they have taken on those type of like colorism, color, color ish, you know, things where it's like, oh, let me mention this other thing. So people know that I'm not fully black. Well, like, exactly. Yeah. That, they I'm never like, really embraced I'm, all the blackness. I'm like, That's that, true. I'm, or like um, as a, I'm sorry I forgot your name but like as he was saying like not diet black but I'm like premium black you know because oh, I'm Jessie. not yeah Jesse like you know like they're premium black because it's like oh yeah I'm black but like you know not that black you know my mm-hmm. hair is nice or whatever mm-hmm. it is, you know has. so we do that too just I, as, I wouldn't say I'm angry I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm frustrated so for me I'm like when they show me like when stuff something goes down and they are still on my side and I turn around and I look behind me and they're still behind me then then I can be like okay we're all one people just like recently I heard that some uh, population of African people in America whatever petitioned the census to change the qualifications for being African American and I was like so what are we doing here so you want to be separate fine so be who separate. do they want to exclude so it wouldn't you have to be African American to be African American like, like from Africa like born there. and I was like so we're not gonna be in the same group fine that's cool but don't think- you know that that kind of stuff makes me upset I was like so fine be African I was like and the thing about it is that like they're they you know that right now they're inviting people to come to Ghana and buy land and I'm like that's lip service I was like you just want to boost your economy mm-hmm. you're not you want my dollar and yeah. Alex made this point to me before like and they want our dollars a lot but of, don't a lot want of us. black a lot of black people who um who for, are from Africa West Africa or from the West Indies uh they view black americans according to the negative stereotypes yes but they view everybody else according to a more reasonable stereotype yes i mean and uh, yeah uh, the guy i was talking to he was saying that um i I tell them they don't take into account that you know it's like when no offense bearer but like sometimes when haitian people like oh we feed ourselves and did it and i'm like you know what you can say that but you lived on an island France didn't have any money to send any troops to go and take it back. You know, and I, I just felt like I was like, why are you trying to make me feel less because I didn't get the you opportunity know? to do what you did? Mm-hmm. And so also I, it goes back to the whole education and history thing, because it's like people don't know, including us, don't know our own history because like there was slave rebellions. There were mm-hmm. things like one reason why we don't know it is because like one of the most famous ones happened in Virginia and it was like black people, poor white people and veterans from the American Revolution uniting together to burn down plantations. Mm. And like, if America had continued on that path, we probably would have been a socialist country. And they were like, nope, we cannot have that. We cannot have these people uniting together to come after rich people. Like, that's not... And that's when they started whispering in, you know, poor white people's ear, like, oh yeah, you don't have any food, and you don't have this, and you don't have that, but hey, at least you're not black. And like, 
even separating them yeah, from us because like the, the bedrock of racism yeah yeah a hundred percent because like even and like separating them out because like when you meet like poor white people and stuff and everything from the south like they have the same things and the same issues that poor black people or black people have like they eat the same food they have a lot of same culture like it goes back to the whole like mixing thing like I've always believed regardless of anywhere in the world, if you live in close proximity with someone, you're going to have kids with them, like yeah. at some point. Yeah. Because and we're all human beings and it, you find someone attractive because you have things in common. You pick things up through osmosis. Like if you, even if there was a big giant fax electrical that separated you from another person, you might see a woman and she wears her hair a certain way and you don't know it means anything, but you're like, that's just cute. I'm going to wear my hair like that. All of a sudden you've picked up a part of their culture and now it's a part of you. Um, yeah, but uh, Fahrenheit yeah. seems to have. A- I was gonna say just two things. So, um, to me, what this means, and it always has just clicked in my mind, is that all Black people from wherever you're from need to have a conversation because mm. it's True. like we are True. always fighting against each you other. Like True. just really True. not no unity. And like even on the Haitian thing, like I could see that a Haitian saying that to you, but I also could remember when I was little, mm-hmm. being Haitian was the most hated thing ever. Like people used to make fun of you. So I think if someone said True. that to you, it's almost like them, they needed to feel better than you just because people have made us feel so terribly. Like right now, how being True. black is cool. Mm-hmm. Right now, being Haitian is cool. But the thing is that but Haitian like, people are black. Cool. Haitian people are no, black. No, I know, but <laughs> so, to me, right? when I Even when you were saying all the things like Haverdians, hey, um, like mm-hmm. Afro Latinos, mm-hmm. like in every like any other culture, like I always felt bad for African Americans because like people like all the cool stuff about them, mm-hmm. but they still see them lower than them. And that yeah. really goes yes. through like media and all yeah. that to show that yes. like, you know, that oh, even though you know, yeah, we know they went through struggles, but we don't want to be like them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like we're different yeah. because we're from a different country and blah blah blah. Like to this day, I always will feel bad for the African Americans because they are so misunderstood, mm-hmm. and that's not just yeah. through the lens of you know what white people put them as. Mm-hmm. It's just it's also through us. Like yeah. we really yeah. we need more unity. But no one sees it that way. They're like, well, you know, like yeah, they're like, oh yeah, black people were slaves, and but they don't they don't see that. Not we're not slaves anymore. But the thing is like the issues that they just keep compounding they've never been fixed Mm -hmm. the disadvantages are still there and they're compounded by other people who come so the uh african guy i was talking to he's actually half i don't know i have to say this but his mom's from virginia his dad's from nigeria Mm -hmm. but he was saying that um i lost the thought but i just it's just frustrating because i feel like they just don't take into account that oh yeah, it's personal. And, like, they don't see that the, they're compounding on, oh, when people move here. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you join a sports team, right? If you're the only one on a team, you're the first one. There's no new people. Everyone else knows each other. You're you're the odd man out, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not um, qualifying. Like, you know, he brought up African booty scratcher or, like, that Haitians got made fun of or whatever oh, because they terribly. wear their clothes, like, funny and stuff like that. It's like when you're new, you get picked on. And sometimes yeah, but, it goes too far. Yeah, right? it goes. I think that's what like, makes them. Black people were the other, we're still the other. Yeah. Even among other black yeah, groups of black, black people. And so that's my biggest issue is that, like, they don't see it that way. It's like, you felt hurt. Yeah, you still feel hurt, maybe. I was like, but the thing is, like, I've been feeling this hurt with no reprieve for generations. But I think that's why we need so much healing, right? So much therapy, so much like conversations because even like when my family tell me they came up here and they tell me that like, you know, even black people, white people, everybody was not nice to them, wasn't welcoming. Mm -hmm. So I think that just, it it, like confirmed to them like, oh, you know, yeah, these black people, like these black Americans are really what people say about Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. And I think because we all are hurting and we're just walking around hurting each Mm -hmm. other, 
And so there's yeah, n- that's why the unity is so hard to yeah. do because we're fighting over so many same we're things that we should. Yeah, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we're fighting over colorism. And we're fighting over well, class. They, they, we're fighting over like all where, sorts of where stuff. Where have we ever seen uni- unity in a group of people where, you know, where they live is under-resourced, you know? Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. not socialized to have unity because mm-hmm. you, if you live in a sure. community where there are more people than there are resources, now it's about survival. Someone yeah. has to, you know? someone has that, to lose for you to win. Yeah, right, yeah. you know, it's a doggy dog. And that, that becomes, you know, internalized and perpetuates itself and it, comes, it becomes a part of our, our cultural fabric. Yeah. And so the worst even, thing is, is that you don't see it for that, right? You, didn't, you right. didn't see that they made those hard decisions because they had to. It was life or death. You just sure. keep perpetuating right. it because you're like, well, that's how it is. Like, obviously, you know? they're worse. No, you made them. I tell people, I did a whole show about how there's no such thing as good and evil or good and bad. You just call someone bad so you feel less bad about doing morally ambiguous things to you because they're opposed to you mm-hmm. or because they're not on your side and so the thing is like it's easier it's just like why racism still a thing today it's easier to make someone mm-hmm. the villain in your story than to try and work it out mm-hmm. right. and so I, I just it's so yeah, and I think it even translates across class lines because you'll see that in the middle class and even in the, in the black 1% or the talented 10th, you'll see people making efforts to disassociate themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not oh, like those black people. You know what I mean? But then they still use oh, nigger all the time, which it just pisses me off. Like, they still want the coolness of the culture exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Like, to me, then if you really want to separate yourself, separate yourself. Yeah. You still can't use their slang or their yeah. style. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You like, separate just, yourself, then you're no, another. Yeah. You're not I don't know. It just they, pisses me they, off. They, they hold on to the elements of blackness that are attractive to people who are not black so they yeah. can get approval. Yeah. They maintain that yeah. separation. You know, there, there's a type of there's a certain type of black person who, if they can take a pill and wake up white tomorrow, they do it. Yeah, there's some they people take that, that would, pill yesterday. Sure. You know, and yeah. they when they get it around non-black people, they will you know say and do things to disassociate themselves mm-hmm. from the black masses. So it's more important to yeah. them that they're not like those black people as mm-hmm. opposed to actually having. Yeah. And a lot of these these black people I'm describing are black people with um success and resources who can yeah. be an asset to the community yeah we need more of that type of black people who have pride in themselves because mm-hmm. that pride be, that pride they can use that and use their resources and try to better the image of black yeah. people mm-hmm. or even just the, the logic behind it because the thing is like yo if you're black you're always going to be black i don't care how white you make yourself pretend to be and mm-hmm. if they were smart they would be making efforts to make mm-hmm. the black uh, community look better to others so that it would be easier for them instead of them spending all that effort right. just to sort of assimilate they could better all of us together and because as a community we have more power than them as one gen- one person it would make it would ev- elevate themselves and i think a lot of people don't see it that way uh, because american society is very indiv- individualistic right oh yeah very it does yeah. not really promote like unity among people in general i mean it's it's crazy but yeah if we could you know do what is it uh ujima what is it collective economic Mm -hmm. development it's like we could get somewhere right it's like oh well Mm -hmm. this house is i'm selling my house it's like jesse every time we tried to do that and every time we made significant headway who came and built freeways over our business districts Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what was black wall street about black wall street was jealousy Mm -hmm. because the black area of tulsa oklahoma was doing so well that it inspired jealousy in yeah. the white people. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. came over, yeah. they made up some lie about some black boy assaulting some white woman in some elevator that nobody can find, came through, and their response to that was to freaking burn the burn, whole town down. Burn the whole town down. Yeah. And there wasn't only one black Wall Street. They did the same thing in Rosewood, Florida, you know? Oh my gosh, yes. Goodness gracious. And that's the thing. Know? And a lot of people tell you that, like, uh, in Boston, their brand of uh, 
I won't call it racism, but their brand of paving over. Actually, the whole Southwest Corridor, which is what it's called, is which is down Columbus Ave. It goes all the way to Mass Ave. Uh, so this was all a black area. They mm-hmm. were going to build a highway. Yeah. Yep. And the community was like, oh, hell no. Nah. And so that got changed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then mm-hmm. the neighborhoods that were adjacent to it became gentrified. So all the South End, which is what Mass Ave leads into, was all black. Mm-hmm. Tremont, Mission End. Hill, all black. Yeah, my, and my dad and them grew up there. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of the black people in our community, the, a lot of the boomers and um, early Gen Xers, they were, a lot of them were raised in those communities. And mm-hmm. Fort Hill, too. Fort Hill was black. And now really? it's like trendy. And so, yeah, yes. and so now it's mostly white or college students live there and stuff. And so it's like, you can't really tell someone that. Like I went to, I'd never been to Wally's before, but my dad had told me about it. Yeah, and I Wally's went in, is awesome. I went in there one time. It used to be the most oh, All you white know, people. What, what and I was it? like, duh. What, it's what mostly Berkeley yeah. College. Was like, you know Michael there. who runs Autitude? Yes. Yeah, Wally, Wally was his granddad. Really? Yeah. I did not know yeah. that. Yeah. And the thing is that whole area though, that whole area used, used to, to be all black. jazz clubs and yeah. black. Malcolm X used to be there, Billy Holiday. When you go there now and you're like, it's lesser for not having black people, but no one sees it that way. It's like white people like areas that black people live in. Yeah, because yeah. It, we make so it cool. And then they that's, move. That's, all this the, that's the whole thing about DC. So it's just like, I grew up being like, oh my God, Chocolate City. Mm-hmm. You know, you see black, like, I used to think DC was going to be like Wakanda. Like, you would see black people yeah. in their element. I show it on the movies like it is doing all sorts of type of stuff and it's not like only 28% of the people who live in D.C. were born in D.C. or native residents and black people especially have been displaced like historically black communities it's 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 shocking and it's what I worry that's going to happen in Boston is like you have buildings and like other things that are named after like famous black people. And you have all these plaques talking about the black history of the community, but there are no black people in that community. Yeah. And so it's like you have murals and you have like a few restaurants and stuff and everything that are left. And like everyone who lives there is a white person who's not even from the area. Yeah. And all of the places and stuff and everything, they're too expensive no one from there can afford to live there. And what's happening is even worse is like with housing vouchers and all this other stuff, people can't even find affordable places to live in D.C. They're telling people to go to Florida, go to Georgia, go to North Carolina. And the thing is like telling someone from the North to move South is like, huh? Mm -hmm. In Boston. But it's like you shouldn't have to move that far. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like there should be some kind of prioritizing like, and what I hate so much is like, DC prides itself on black culture and like black history and all that kind of stuff but it's got like the people are gone yeah and wealthy Washingtonians wealthy Marylanders and things like that they don't care mm. like they they and they demonize they the people care. and they're mm-hmm. just like well they should have did this well they should have brought their houses well they should have did this they should yeah. did that they should have yada 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 yeah and the thing is um, it's like but like why they did they want to move lucky. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. my thing. Like Basically. sometimes I'm like when they talk about like, oh, well, why didn't these people buy their houses? Why didn't do this? And I'm like, my question is, why the hell did you move here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people move because they got a job, but it was like you decided to leave where you lived to move here. But like, why though? Like something attracted you. So they can be a permanent tourist. 
Exactly. And I was like, that sounds yeah. so weird without, to me. Without like, the natives. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So it was yes. like, you wanted to move to this place, but this place is what it is, is because I lived here. Mm-hmm. And you moved yes. here because right. of it. So it's like, why, that's what I why did you come and take my place? Things. How Man, can don't move, yeah, that's what don't move into my neighborhood city. and complain about the smell of fried chicken. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I worry about, like, that's what's happening more and more cities across the United States is, like, what makes those cities unique, the culture, the communities and stuff is disappearing. And the thing and is, no one's going to care until they go to get some pho and there's, like, some Italian guy behind the thing. You're like, what? Or they want pho and there's nowhere to get pho because there's no Vietnamese people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like, oh, but isn't this Chinatown? Because you know Vietnamese and Chinese people kind of have this love-hate relationship. But they're like, oh, there's, this is Chinatown, but there's no Chinese restaurants. Yeah, because there's no freaking Chinese people. That's why. And that's and that's what happened in D.C. Like, all the stuff in D.C. is... Whitewash? English. Yeah, like, so it's like English, American restaurants that are written in Chinese, that's written in Mandarin. And you're just like, what? So it's like Starbucks, and it's in Mandarin. McDonald's, it's in Mandarin. And I'm just like what happened to the community and the thing about it is is that all the asian people in dc got pushed out to the suburbs and because there's natural migration right so like before black people moved from the south end and mission hill and fort hill and they lived in beacon hill exactly well that was like slave times that was before they built the state house and all that stuff but like they there were jewish people who lived in roxbury which is now considered like the black area Mm -hmm. i mean fort hill and uh the south end south end is part of roxbury they just renamed it um but Mission Hill, too. That's also part of Roxbury. But um, a large portion of Roxbury was Jewish, right? And so for a long time, Jewish people and black people were in the same boat, right? So we lived next to each other. But then all the Jewish people moved out. And then more black people moved in. And so there's such thing as natural migration. Um, but also there's, there's forced migration, which is what's happening, which is what gentrification usually is. And they say that it's for economic development. I was like, but you say that. I was like, but why not offer the people who already but live they're there not, yeah, the they're opportunity not to start yeah. a small business? Yeah. Instead of saying, well, we just want to bring in this multi-million dollar business. So I was like, okay, but that's not going to support this community because, mm-hmm. you know, all, a lot of those people who work there are going to end up living in a suburb and not yeah. here. But like they were saying, like the individual thing that they're thinking about their pockets, not the community's pockets. Exactly. But it's just like Boston has a parking problem, right? And it's mostly, I mean, it's mostly downtown, but also in, in neighborhoods like even where um, in Eggleston, which is also part of Roxbury. Um, but across the street from being in, there's a municipal lot. The city was talking about selling municipal lots. And I was like, but we what? already have a problem with parking. Why are you going to get rid of this parking lot when the, a lot of people in Boston have cars? And uh, it's like, but you want people people need to frequent the businesses around here mm-hmm. but they 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 can if they can't park right because mm-hmm. how are they going to get to where they want to go exactly uh, and it's just like the south end even in my neighborhood i live in dorchester which is i live in like a neighborhood which is not surrounded by tons of like starbucks or anything and i'm starting to see yes. resident only parking and i'm like say what, oh, what? I hate that. and the only time that that's a problem is they're on carnival because everyone yeah. is right off Blue Hill. Oh so everyone gosh. wants to park near Blue Hill. But other than that, like, resident parking, like, why are we having this issue? Yeah. In 2045, Carnival is going to be a bunch of white people. Oh, my gosh. No, they already starting to turn to that. They want to move it downtown. They already yeah. moved the Puerto Rican festival downtown. I was like, we're not a spectacle. Why yeah. would our a, a festival that's meant to um, be for people of a diaspora, of the West Indies, be mm-hmm. downtown? For what? For yeah. what? There's nothing down there for us. That's not somewhere that we yeah. congregate. Also, they keep shortening shortening the, um, yeah. the parade route. 
And when and I was the a kid, time. you used to be able to hear the speakers from the trucks all the way down. Like I live like maybe two or three streets in from Blue Hill. I used to be able to hear it all the way in my room. I and now I don't even know what's going it. by. I used to feel it. And I'm like, <laughs> that's a part of it. And the issue is that it's during the day, right? Like, so I'm like, who who's complaining that the music's too loud? It's not these black people who live here. So We're used to that. And it's 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 from a very specific time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's on a Saturday. Yeah. So it's like, it's I mean, like... some people do have to work on Sunday, but I'm like... But you know it's coming in advance, so it's like you but can I feel work like around. But it's there. a cultural thing. Like, yeah. I that's that's another thing issue I have with people down here is just like so they don't really have a carnival here, and people there is like friction, like where like I was talking to this like bougie girl from PG County, Prince George's County, which is like a wealthy black county. I think it's the wealthiest black predominantly county. black county, the wealthiest predominantly black county in the country. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes, but there's been issues because like so because they pushed a lot of black people out of, of DC into PG, there has been like issues and there's friction between like the wealthy black people and like the poor black people from DC, yada yada. But basically this girl was like, Oh yeah, like yeah, they used to have one. It was in the ghetto, it was like in the hood and stuff and everything. And then like it was like like people would be throwing paint and stuff like that. Oh my god, it was so dirty. That's and I just, like, I just she doesn't know right, the cultural, like she didn't yeah. know right. about it. And I was just like, that's not vandalism. You, that's the idea, right? And like I just like I was just so upset. Like it wasn't my culture, but like at the same time, I was like so upset because I was like, you're so fucking ignorant. Like mm-hmm. you don't even you don't even know how ignorant you sound mm-hmm, and everything yeah. like that. And it was just like. She just sounded so pretentious. Like, what's her voice just dripping with contempt? Say that again? So was her voice just dripping with contempt as she said it? Yes. Yes. And I I got so offended about that. And I was just like, you I don't know like, how much you Who do you think you're not? Yeah. You are right. these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And the thing about it is that even though she, they're wealthy and you, and you would assume that they're intelligent, which is not true yeah. but it's like no. she couldn't win and looked it up she did yeah. it mm-hmm. and it was like right. she, the she internet is her friend but she but also she, like, didn't yeah. want to hear my explanation about it about like why people do it what the how there's like a spirituality behind juve right but also the fact that like there's carnival and there's juve like there are two different things and like the like like for me like i love it because it's one of the things that makes home unique yeah and it's one of the things that makes boston unique and the fact that like like, I came here and I was like, oh, this is a city, yeah, yeah, it's a city just like any other city. And, like, I'm here and, like, y'all ain't got no good pizza, y'all ain't got no good Chinese food, you don't have a West Indian festival. Like, yeah, Bo- yeah, Boston is one of the few cities that have a large West Indian population. Mm-hmm. Outside you got of Boston. Canada, right? Like, yeah, Toronto. Yeah, but you Miami. got Boston. But the, I mean, New, New York, York also and Miami. has a large, large population. Miami does, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but, but for me, I but think it's It's a part thing. of a small list, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. went, I went to Carnival. In Chicago, there's a carnival in Chicago. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Yeah, there's, there's a few Western and there was there Caribbean was, people. I should say the, the carnival was like three blocks long. Oh it was my God. it was on a small section of um, a college campus. That's hilarious. You know, it's not I'm, hilarious. It's sad, but yeah, but so I mean that's, that's what happened normal in for them. too. Mind yeah. you, ours is like what maybe four hours, maybe Toronto's is fourteen hours long. I want to go there. And I'm like, so damn. People flock There's from around the world people. to come to Toronto. Yeah, like, it's one of the best carnivals. I mean, outside of like, like Trinidad and Jamaica mm-hmm, and all the mm-hmm, big mm-hmm. ones. And that's the thing is like, obviously we can't do things like they do things because mm-hmm. Boston is a very small city and there's only one way to get everywhere. So you can't just be blocking up all the streets. But 
it's like it could it draws a lot of people and they say that it is it's been been increasingly dangerous and i'm like it's always uh-oh. been dangerous i but feel like it's a i feel like somehow it, like that first time it happened i'm like okay yeah i can see but like i feel like it's a frame job i just remember the last carnival i went to i was like oh look look at all the black police officers in all of boston and there were some white ones, but like it was awkward that there were so many black police officers because I was like, I've never seen this many at one time. You know, to, community policing. To me, as a Haitian woman, I just find it really odd that they, I think they hype it up. I'm going to be honest with you because obviously danger could occur at any yeah. time you have a bunch yeah. of people yeah. together. Mm-hmm. But they'll say, right, carnival is going to be dangerous. Oh, you all, everybody always gets shot, blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But when there's the Irish parade, I see these officers and I see every year and I'm just going to be blunt. I don't like I don't like that holiday because I don't like being around drunk white people. Mm-hmm. But around that holiday, officers will That's just be drunk people. I don't give a damn because I don't drink and I don't like being around an annoying drunk people. Like if you're drunk, OK, but if you're going to be annoying about it. But this is what I really this is really what annoys me. It's not the holiday or anything like that, because everyone has a right to celebrate your your culture and all that. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem about that is the privilege. So during yeah. that holiday, right? And because I, I take the, the the train all the time, and you know I'm in the city. The police, the way the police react to how the Irish celebrate their culture compared to Caribbean people is a whole fucking big difference. Because they, they will understand. let them slide. They are drunk out of their minds. I'm saying doing crazy shit. Black people don't even have the privilege to do that crazy shit. Like even at even at carnival, you can't get too too nuts because you know some of the circumstances could be that you yeah. could go to jail that night. And yeah. you know we a lot of us don't got the funds or the time, and most importantly, and all of us fear most of it. Most of us fear the police. So to me, it's like I think they hype it up because they see a large amount of colored people coming together and they're like oh it's going to be dangerous but when it's all these white people it's more dangerous to me so i think it's just all hype and i think that just goes right back to racism privilege colorism all that other stuff it's it's, it's definitely privilege i had to explain to someone why we call a paddy wagon a paddy wagon and i was like there was a time in this country where irish people weren't shit yeah and that's why it's called a paddy wagon because it had they had to hold a large number of people and for the most part they knew it was going to be an a group of irish men and so they used to call them mix mix and patties and so they call it a paddy wagon and they were like oh well i was like you think that black people have a a a sort of relationship with the police irish people also have that same issue with police they have for a long time i was like but it gets glossed over because technically they're considered white they're white now yeah exactly and And they have their their own people how quickly people forget that's just like this is off topic but like it's like i sometimes it's hard for me to have sympathy for israel because israel got out from under what happened to them and they they want you to have sympathy for them it's like but where were you when i needed you right so the second that they were considered white they just they they jumped ship and just let us you know left us holding the pail to bail water out of this sinking ship and now it's like, well, the Holocaust. And I'm like, okay, like, yes, that was horrible. Like that was one of the worst things that ever happened in all of humanity. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, now you have all these protections and you're in a position to help and you still want to look down at me and not help me, but you want me to feel bad for you. And mm-hmm. I was like, why would I ever do that? I heard a story that uh, a Jewish guy told about two weeks ago, hmm. the most ridiculous thing. It was on a podcast, right? This this Jewish guy was in a room full of other Jewish people, Jewish Germans, and they were talking about how atrocious the Holocaust was and how mm-hmm. you know anti-Semitism needs to go away. Also, can I side note? Anti-Semitism has nothing to do with being Jewish. It has to do with a, a language family. 
Right. Like Sem- Semitic, ta- Arabic's right. a part of it, all that stuff. So like when oh, they say anti-Semitic, they always I'm like, make it seem like it's yeah. only Jewish. No. Yeah, but yeah. connotatively, we we understand, we understand it that as, it means as white Jews, right? Yeah. So these 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 uh white Semites were talking about yeah the Holocaust. It was so horrible and all this mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And then one of the Jewish guys goes, you know, I'm having a rough week. My black employee stole from me. But Why I guess, he- but what? I guess you can't trust a nigger. Wow. He, said that? he just got done complaining about the anti-Semitism and the anti-Judaism, yeah. and then turns around and, and throws the racism at the black people. Yeah. And I was like, also, why did it have to be his black employee? I mean, I'm gonna be real with you. If you own a company, your 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 employees steal from you. Whether it's sticky notes yeah. or pens, they steal from you. <laughs> but like, do you see how people can be the victims of yeah, all types surprised. of isms? Yeah, I'm not. And surprised. you would think that they understand, They'd be but they really it. don't. You they, gotta, they, yeah, you like, gotta yo. be cautious. You can't trust anyone just because you feel like they have a similar you know experience what's to you. Hilarious about that about him saying that is that that is the same shit that Germans said about. Jewish people yeah. like you can't trust a Jew yeah. they steal they hoard money he, and the thing is he felt mm-hmm. okay saying it about black people but if uh, if someone said anybody said that about a Jew oh that's anti-Semitic it was like okay but you can't use that same you know what I mean because I'm mm-hmm. sure a German person said oh my Jewish maid stole from me but it goes right. back to that point of like again people just wanna they like our culture but they don't wanna be us you know what I mean mm-hmm. so yeah. they will always always put us down because they feel like we're the lowest even though yeah. we are the highest but the thing is, that's and the, the spiritually the, and all that other stuff. The issue mind, is that that's what I, I imagine keep being people. called a nigga by somebody wearing a Michael Jordan jersey. <laughs> it happens. The thing is because for them, it's like there's always the exceptional black person. And actually, this ties back into something I want to yeah. talk about in a later date. Is the exceptional is is in our communities we end up we mm-hmm. end up hurting ourselves because um I guess you know the after Kobe Bryant passed away and everything, mm-hmm. Gail um. Gail King, King did mm-hmm. that that interview and everyone was so upset at her for asking Lisa Leslie that question mm-hmm. or whatever. And I was like, see, here's the thing. Yes, maybe it was too close to when he died. I was like, but you can't want to lift someone up and pretend like everything they ever did was golden, like they shit gold, but they did bad things. Human beings do bad things. And so my thing is, you can't be mad that she pointed that out, that it happened. It happened, right? And Well, he, you know, it was an allegation. But it was, yeah, the way, the way she framed it, it was as if she was there and she knew that he did this, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But as people were, you people were offended by, you know, I mean, you got to bear in mind her, his family is mm-hmm. still grieving. And it's not yes, just about yeah, his family. Yeah, you know? the timing was horrible. But I even think right. she did it for the views when, though, when she knew it was going to happen. Bill Cosby said, he was like, oh, I don't understand why these black women can't support their black men. And one thing that really triggered me when I was, when I read his comment, my thing, I was like, in our community, more often than not, because it's like when someone achieves some level of success, it's like, well, we don't want to make them look bad because right now they're representing us. And I was like, in our community, so so much hurt has happened in between ourselves because we don't want this one person to look bad. It's like, it's like, mommy, the pastor, he patted me on my butt. And it's like, oh, well, I'm sure he was just trying to encourage you because he's the pastor. And if we tear him down, yeah, that, that could hurt titles, the church. Their roles. Yeah, you're right. And it's yeah. like, we're so scared to not police ourselves, but to to fix things that are wrong in, in our community because we're like, well, it's more beneficial than it's detrimental. And I was like, that's not true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and they do it in other communities too. Like, look at the Catholic Church. But in the black community, I feel it more strongly. It's like, oh, yeah. The fact that Bill, Bill Cosby felt justified to say that, that, that black women were tearing down Can black men. Bill word? Cosby did what he did. Can I say the F word? Yeah. yeah this Fuck is after Bill Cosby. Yeah. For real. Like, he, he disappointed he me so bad. And mm-hmm. I always feel, especially like black men, always feel like black women should support him no matter what. 
You know what I mean? I like, feel like black I really feel, feel like they feel like that. Like, oh, you know what? I did all this Bill for you. Coffee, so what if ben I touch Hayden. all these women yeah. without their permission and blah, blah, blah. Like, and I hurt them. Like, I've done so much for you. Fuck you, Bill Cosby. You, like, disappointed so many people who probably, like me, didn't have, like, a positive role model for you to do something like that and feel like you... You know, you're justified you because you did other good stuff. No, yeah, exactly. fuck that. He deserves thing. You're not Cliff Hustle all the time. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know I mean? And that's the thing. Is like, he's he been hating on us before we knew he was raping. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, it's I terrible, know that though. he did good things, but I'm not going to not acknowledge that he did bad things. You know, they talk yeah. about right. Martin Luther King cheated on Coretta or hit her or did something. And I was like, why are you guys surprised? Why are you so hurt? He's a person. People do bad things. Yeah. This is like when they tried to oh. have the people like... You could celebrate the people and you can celebrate, like you could celebrate Bill Cosby's accomplishments mm -hmm. and be happy that he did what he did and like his shows and things like that. And also still know he was a monster. Look at yeah. Thomas Jefferson. Yeah. Like, oh yes, Thomas Jefferson and everything was our third president. He did all this great stuff, but still a slave master, still technically a rapist and mm -hmm. things like that. Still a, a pedophile because, you know, Sally Hemmings was like 15. Like you can, you can have both dynamics. Like Monticello is a president's one of the first presidents home but is also a plantation mm -hmm. like you can have both contacts yeah, but the thing sure. is like people want to ignore the bad things and i'm like you can't do that it's like that's why we keep ending up in the holes we end up in because you want to pretend like these things didn't happen i think for like the gail thing though to, for me the way i saw it from the perspective was like she was trying to be fair as a journalist so she's going to try to ask everything even that's though to I me too. i feel like she shouldn't have asked that question because it was an alleged thing mm -hmm. i feel like she was just doing it too because she knew it was going to get views what made me mad the only thing that made me mad was that she acted surprised right. that her her like network was gonna was not gonna take that clip like you can't act surprised you knew they were gonna do that that's the smartest thing to do because if they want to give views and people to see what they you know they're doing they're gonna get something that's gonna make yeah. people go nuts controversy yeah they mm. love controversy that's all of our media now is controversy yeah. I think, and you know, gossip and about that the, the thing that was upsetting about that i mean she asked the question of Lisa Leslie. Lisa Leslie gave a comprehensive answer, and then she kept digging kept at it. Kept going like, "But you wouldn't yeah. know." Yeah, she you know? knew what it she was, was like, doing. It was she it was, she was implicit that she was implying that oh, but Kobe was guilty, and you wouldn't see that. That was that was yeah, the very she, clear undertone. She knew what she was doing. It was that level of certainty that I found disgusting yeah. and inappropriate. I don't think mm -hmm. she should you know? be called out of her name. I don't think any like yeah. woman should, but like. You can't be surprised, Gail. Like, yeah. you knew what yeah. you were doing. You knew this was going to yeah. happen. Come on. No. Like, yeah, I think it was just bad timing. Like, I was just like, this is this is not the time. Like, yeah. right now, it's, it's just plain, not the though. time. Yeah. yeah. But, oh, this conversation's been so deep, y'all. I know. Um, so, we got to do this again. Um, for all the listeners out there, if you feel strongly either way about anything we've said to, well, in this podcast, I was going to say tonight, but in this podcast, um, let me know and we can talk about it later. We can have you guys uh, call in and you can weigh in with your own voice. Uh, so in the meantime, in between time, guys, do it for the yeah, XP. Well, I just want to add something real quick. Oh, okay. Um, it's, it's a side note. Yeah. Earlier in the podcast, I said that um, Jerry Springer was the mayor of New York City. That's not true. He was the mayor of Cincinnati. Oh, cool. Uh, I didn't know he was a mayor, he was a mayor though. I, I didn't know that he was a mayor. I was I was like, I didn't know that was true. I didn't know that was true. <laughs> I never knew. Thank you for correcting yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a sorry, Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, in between times, guys, do it for the XP. Bye. 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 Yay. That was awesome. So that second part will just go by itself. I want to go again.
Oh, that was like good though. That was a good deep conversation on a Monday. Um,